अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांगमनसगोचरम आत्माखिलाधारम I take refuge in the self, the indivisible, the existence, consciousness, bliss, absolute, beyond the reach of words and thought, and the substratum of all, for the attainment of my cherished desire. So we are on text number 137. 137. Um, we're talking about superimposition and desuperimposition. The Sanskrit words for that, we remember, were uh, adhyaropa apavada. Adhyaropa is superimposition and apavada is desuperimposition. This is a, a portion which we started long back. If you recall, in text number 32, text number 32 a long time back if you refer back you will see to see the um, rope which is not a snake to make a mistake and to see it as a snake that is called adhyaropa superimposition to see what is not there or to think of something which is not that shankaracharya calls it atasmin tadbuddhi what is not there you see there or what is not there you think that is there just like um, a movie, for example, it's, you see lots of stuff there and yet there's only light and a screen. Similarly, in a dream, you see lots of people and places, but all that is there is the dreaming mind. And uh, the classic example of a rope, which you see as which one makes a mistake and thinks that it's a snake, uh, but what is there is the rope only. That which is not a snake, to see that as a snake, to make a, mis a mistake about it, an error about it, that's called superimposition. The word for it is adhyaropa. And all of that which did till now was to show how the entire universe which we experience is a superimposition on the reality which is Brahman. The reality which is a rope is seen as a snake by mistake. The reality which is Brahman is experienced as the universe by an error. There, the error is caused by not knowing the rope, uh, and we make a mistake about this uh, snake. Here, the error is caused by not knowing Brahman, the ultimate reality. And we all know why that happens. All of that we, we studied. Maya, with its two functions, uh, projecting power and veiling power. And the projecting power leads to the manifestation of the entire universe. And so, the, the manifestation of the entire universe up to the 14 worlds and the body and the mind and, and our samsara which we see. This is the limit of superimposition. This is what we have seen. The whole samsara is superimposed on Brahman just as a snake is superimposed on um, a rope. Superimposed is just a fancy philosophical way of saying the rope is mistaken for a snake. Brahman is mistaken for this universe. Now, correction. We're going to begin a correction. Why at all are we doing this? Because this is the method of teaching. Remember, at the very beginning, we were told that the master, the student goes to the master and says, uh, how do I become enlightened? How do I become free from the sufferings of samsara? And the master teaches uh, Vedanta. And we were told, how does the master teach Vedanta? 
the master teaches by the method of superimposition and desuperimposition adhyaropa apavada and that's what's going on that's why the method of super, what what is called superimposition was talked about till now and now they're going to talk about desuperimposition the error has been displayed now now the error is going to be corrected we are in the the dream we are in the midst of the dream now going to wake up all right so that is called desuperimposition um let us see we shall see desuperimposition basically um let's read first and then we i'll come back to it text number 137 apavado nama rajju vivartasya sarpasya rajju matratvavat vastu vivartasya avastunah ajnanade prapanchasya vastu matratvam as a snake falsely perceived in the rope is ultimately found out to be nothing but the rope similarly the world of unreal things beginning with ignorance superimposed upon the reality is realized at the end to be nothing but brahman this is known as desuperimposition apavada um what is going on underneath is that um, you can think of it as cause and effect if you think of the rope as a cause of the manifestation of the snake or the rope as a cause of the error uh, which we which is the snake it's not really a snake it's an error and what's the cause of that error what what causes what is it really it's really a rope so the material the substance the reality behind is called the cause in fact it's more specifically material cause in sanskrit karana more specifically upadana karana the material cause is the rope and uh, the effect in sanskrit karyam the effect is the snake similarly um brahman is the cause and the effect is this universe now what this uh, this desuperimposition apavada does is this it it negates it removes uh, it destroys our ignorance about the reality and negates the effect i'll repeat that it negates the effect it says there is no snake it negates the effect there is no snake what you consider to be snake is an is an illusion is an is a mistake is an error there is no universe what you consider to be jagat this universe is an appearance is not the reality so is, what is it negating it is negating the superimposition it is negating the effect are you with me the universe is the karyam effect snake is the karyam um, the effect that is negated negated means it's not real we realize it's not real having negated the karyam what happens next is uh, that see how do you and how is the karyam negated what do you mean by negating negating here would mean realizing that it, there is nothing here except the karanam the cause uh, just as the cause the rope is only there Uh, there is no effect called a snake once you realize that you have negated the snake the cause the dreamer only is there there is no dream world and person and event only the dreaming mind is there so the only the cause is there not the effect the effect is thus negated now when you do that when you negate the effect when you negate the karyam effect what happens to the cause 
nothing happens to it but its causality is lost you see you cannot call it a cause anymore you are saying that it's a snake then uh, wh- why is it there because of the rope and our ignorance of the rope rope our ignorance of the rope pushes it forward or or projects it as a snake fine now next we desuperimpose we correct the error we say there is no snake it's not a snake it is nothing but the cause which is the rope it's the rope alone the cause alone is there effect is not there but if the effect is not there why are you calling it a cause if the effect the snake is not there why are you calling the rope a cause the rope is not a cause rope is the reality but it's not a cause anymore what what is it a cause of because it did not actually cause anything so the causality of the cause is lost i will repeat that by this process of correction of the error what happens is first you negate the effect negate the effect means you realize there is no effect it is only the cause there is no snake it is only the rope but having said there is no snake then the rope as a cause of the snake that you have to give up you cannot say that the rope is a cause of the snake why am i going like this making it complicated because what i'm trying to say is once you negate the world it is an appearance it's mithya it's maya then what is the cause of this world brahman uh, the ultimate reality brahman is the cause of the world uh, so we realize it is brahman alone it's not the world but then if it's brahman alone and not the world then you cannot say brahman is the cause of the world so it is brahman uh, brahman and brahman alone existence consciousness place alone not as the cause of anything karya karana vilakshana brahma is a very powerful phrase brahman which transcends both cause and effect brahman transcending causality all this sounds very abstract and um, dry it has a tremendous implication what is the implication in this exchange poor ishwara has disappeared god is the cause of the universe saguna brahman the moment you say brahman is not a cause then you have to say brahman is not god you have to say brahman is only brahman existence consciousness place its godhood is lost not that brahman disappears the rope remains the rope but rope as a cause of the snake that is gone rope is not a cause of the snake brahman remains as brahman but a brahman as the cause of the universe that is lost so this uh, this is what is going on underneath all this superimposition and disuperimposition one more point i want to make here uh here is introduced the term vivarta so i want to talk about vivarta and parinama two very important terms in vedanta in advaita vedanta it it relates to causality cause and effect so what is vivarta and what is parinama when the cause is transformed into the effect this is called parinama transformation of the cause into the effect it's one kind of causality transformation of the cause into the effect example the um, cur- the milk becomes curd or yogurt it's transformed actually there is a process the milk is no longer milk it becomes yogurt or the seed is transformed into the seedling the sapling 
seed is gone now it is a sapling that's that's called parinama an actual transformation of cause into effect seed cause effect sapling milk cause effect is yogurt and by here by cause i mean the material cause upadana karana in contrast vivarta vivarta means apparent transformation apparent transformation it means the cause appears as the effect is not actually does not become the effect rope and snake it is not that the rope is actually transformed into a snake not that the rope has gone and there is a snake no rope and uh, rope and snake uh, the desert and the water in the mirage the water in the mirage is an appearance it's not that the dry desert has suddenly become watery no it's still the desert it's sand but it's a, it's a, look looks like a mirage that is called vivarta dream is vivarta the mind dreamer's mind actually does not become people and places and activities it only appears like that vivarta movie cinema vivarta the screen does not actually become people and you know uh, car chases and monsters and no it is just appears like that is called vivarta so um so this is uh, now brahman as this universe is it parinama or is it vivarta is it like milk becoming yogurt seed becoming a sapling this called parinama is brahman transformed into this universe or is it vivarta is it like rope and snake is brahman appearing as this universe so brahman is appearing as this universe this is the advaita vedanta's big claim it's not that brahman the ultimate reality has been transformed into the universe it is not that god has become the universe if you say god has become the universe it's a bit like spinoza spinoza's pantheism spinoza said that the absolute reality appears as this universe it, it, this is somewhat this is called pantheism that god becomes the universe but advaita vedanta is not that advaita vedanta does not say that brahman becomes the universe advaita vedanta says brahman appears as the universe the rope appears as the snake the desert appears as the mirage water the dreamer appears as all the elements in the dream the movie screen appears as the um, as the cinema no actual transformation now what difference does it make number of difference first and most important of all um if there is no actual transformation then by an act of knowledge by correction you can go back from the effect to the cause i'll repeat if there is no actual transformation by the by knowledge by realizing what it is you can go back from the effect to the cause if there is no actual transformation you can go back from the mirage water to the actual desert you realize oh it's only a mirage knowledge itself will transform that apparent water into the real desert waking up trapped in a dream tiger is chasing you in a forest now how do you go back to the reality wake up just by waking up tiger forest everything will disappear and you sit up in your bed what has happened you have gone back from an appearance to the reality movie you don't even have to go back you always you are always aware 
that the movie what is appearing is not ultimately real it these are all like pictures on a screen so that very act of knowledge knowing that it is a movie takes you back from the tragedy or the comedy in the, in the movie to the reality that these are pictures in a screen this is possible why this is possible because it is vivarta it is an apparent transformation if it was a real transformation for example milk has become curd now however much you say that curd is milk curd is milk curd is milk it will never become milk it is curd it is yogurt seed has germinated into a sapling if you say no it is the seed it is the seed it is not a sapling it will never go back it is a sapling but if it is a snake by mistake you have seen a rope as a snake if you say that no it is not a snake it is a rope you will notice the rope you will go back from the error to the reality you can go back by an act of knowledge by a correction from a dream to the waking you can go back by waking up knowledge can take you back from the effect to the cause knowledge can take you back from the effect to the cause if it is vivarta not if it is parinama no amount of knowledge will take you back from yogurt to the milk or from the sapling to the seed it's already actually transformed related to this one more point you know in advaita vedanta we talk about levels of reality so ultimate reality paramarthika the absolute reality which is only brahman and then there is the transactional reality called vyavaharika reality which is this you are sitting here and you are listening to vedanta and all of that uh, you are our bodies and minds the vyavaharika reality which we talked about the superimposition we saw this entire universe it's a transactional reality where we eat walk and talk we go to jobs and we get covid and suffer and recover all of that is transactional reality vyavaharika and there is a lower level of reality called pratibhasika reality errors dreams when you mistake a rope for a snake when you see a movie when you see read a fiction like like a story book when you see a dream or a mirage this is called pratibhasika illusion fiction error so now we have got three levels paramarthika absolute example only one example is there brahman existence consciousness place that's the only reality that's the absolute reality which is really real <laughs> so to put it that way in between is next to it is transactional reality what we now consider to be our reality this waking world this waking world is transactional reality is vyavaharika satyam and then there is the pratibhasika satyam the apparent world of errors illusions dreams why am i bringing this up now connected to vivarta and parinama if causality is parinama effect cause is transformed into effect both are at the same level of reality milk is transformed into yogurt milk and yogurt both are vyavaharika transactional reality um or a seed is transformed into a plant both are at the level of transactional reality vyavaharika but if it is a case of vivarta the cause and the effect are not at the same level of reality the cause is a higher reality or a more fundamental reality deeper reality and the effect is a lower reality so for example snake and rope rope vyavaharika snake 
ప్రాతిభాసిక వేకింగ్ అండ్ డ్రీమింగ్ వేకింగ్ వ్యవహారిక ది ఆబ్జెక్ట్స్ ఇన్ ద డ్రీమ్ ద కాంటెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ ద డ్రీమ్ ప్రాతిభాసిక సో టు రిపీట్ అగైన్ పరిణామ కాజ్ అండ్ ఎఫెక్ట్ బోత్ ఆర్ అట్ ద సేమ్ లెవెల్ ఆఫ్ రియాలిటీ అండ్ ది వివర్త కాజ్ అండ్ ఎఫెక్ట్ ఆర్ డిఫరెంట్ లెవెల్స్ ఆఫ్ రియాలిటీ cause is always of a higher level of reality the desert is a real desert and the water you see in the desert is an appearance is a fiction i mean it is an illusion the rope is a real rope pratibhavaharika and the snake you see is pratibhasika so so what here because this universe is um vivarta of brahman then brahman is of a higher level of reality than this universe they are not at the same level of uni- uh, reality brahman is uh, the uh, the the paramarthika satyam the absolute level and its appearance the the vivarta vivarta means appearance its appearance is vyavaharika satyam this world that is connected to this idea that it can be corrected by knowledge if the two things are at two different levels of reality you can correct it by one act of knowledge the pratibhasika snake can be dissolved back merged back into the vyavaharika rope by realizing it is not a snake it's a rope the pratibhasika mirage water can be dissolved back into the desert sand by realizing there is no water the the vyavaharika jagat can be dissolved back into brahman by realizing it is brahman it's not a world so this realization of the effect is nothing but the cause this is called apavad realization that the effect is nothing but the cause just by knowledge you realize this it's apavad it's possible only for vivarta if it is a an appearance if the world is an appearance of brahman if the snake is an appearance of a rope if it's a real snake no no amount of shouting it's a rope will help you better run this is going to bite you then so if it's a real world no amount of vedantic inquiry will help you it's only because the world is said to be an appearance in existence consciousness place then knowledge will help you knowledge will make you realize it is brahman and brahman alone by knowledge you can become free otherwise by knowledge you cannot become free error if it if the world is an error then knowledge about the reality will set you free from samsara if the world is reality then no knowledge even knowledge about the reality of god or whatever can set you free see how it is all connected the brahma sutra starts with athato brahma jigyasa hence therefore an inquiry into brahman an inquiry into brahman what is vedanta it's an inquiry into brahman the absolute reality why an inquiry what does an inquiry do an inquiry will only produce knowledge any inquiry any inquiry produces knowledge right inquiry means knowledge what what is the product of, what is the result of any inquiry knowledge any investigation knowledge how will that help if i inquire into brahman how will that help if you inquire into brahman the knowledge of brahman will remove samsara will set you free from suffering 
the whole goal of spiritual life will be served by uh, knowledge of brahman knowledge of brahman comes by an enquiry into brahman and therefore athato brahma jigyasa hence therefore an enquiry into brahman but notice what is underlying if you open up the box what are the assumptions inside the assumption is that it is vivarta the universe samsara is a vivarta of brahman an appearance of brahman if it were not an appearance of brahman no amount of knowledge would help you i mean it would help but then you would have to do something about it after that just knowledge itself will not help you and no amount of enquiry will be ultimately useful enquiry knowledge will ultimately you have to do something about it maybe the grace of god or something will be necessary then only you can get freedom and things like that or many problems complications will ensue but by knowledge of the reality i am free from suffering and free of samsara is possible only if samsara is an appearance a vivarta of brahman now if you look at uh, what was said in the definition of apavada apavado nama what is apavada apavada is to be defined the superimposition is to be defined as rajju vivartasya sarpasya the sarpa snake which is a vivarta an apparent transformation of the rope see vivarta what is the alternative parinama you can never say yogurt which is the which is the transformation of the milk can be you know you can recover the milk by realizing it is milk it's impossible so yogurt is gone i mean milk is gone yogurt is there now but it rajju vivartasya sarpasya means the rope rope is still there even when you are seeing apparently seeing a snake the rope is still there when you are apparently seeing the world brahman is still there rajju vivartasya sarpasya rajju matratvat vat just like the snake is nothing other than the rope rajju matra means rope only are you following the snake is rope only if it's an apparent snake if it's a false snake then it's a rope only like that it's an example remember it's had nothing to do with snakes and ropes it's an example like that vastu vivartasya avastunah um that the the unreal appearance avastu which is an appearance of the reality vastu so what is an unreal vastu what is an unreal uh, appearance agyanade prapanchasya entire universe going all the way back to maya prapancha universe what is the universe we read about it 14 worlds multiple universes with all living beings and their objects of experience their sufferings and enjoyments uh, and um, with with their physical body and the subtle body and the causal body all going back to maya all of it is like the snake appearing in what is the reality just like the rope vastu matratvam only brahman 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 is the only reality satchidanand the existence consciousness bliss just as the snake remains as nothing other than the rope the entire universe remains as nothing other than brahman this is called uh, apavada de superimposition this is going to happen now we are going to wipe out the entire universe don't be scared only by an act of knowledge also remember one thing there are examples of different kinds once you correct the error of a snake and see that it's a rope you actually don't see the snake anymore 
But once an enlightened person corrects the error of the universe, Jagat, and realizes it's all Brahman, still one sees the universe. The enlightened person also sees people and objects and animals and plants and sky and earth, all of it. Once you correct um, the example, so, so aren't there different examples? Yeah, there are better examples. So for example, uh, a mirage water. Once you correct that it's not a mirage, it's not water, it's a mirage, it's still just the sand and the air shimmering uh, because of the heat and there's an illusion. When you go near it, you see it's just sand and, and air shimmering on it. But then what happens? When you go further away from a distance, when you look back upon it, what, is, what does it look like? Water. Water. Swami Vivekananda had this example in Rajasthan, in the deserts of Rajasthan, as he was walking, he was very thirsty and he saw this water. He rushed towards it to drink it and he saw it is just the desert sand. And he realized, oh, this is the mirage which we have been told about. Then he starts walking. And but then later when he looks back, he sees the same water again. But this is the difference. It no longer has the same hold on him anymore. Similarly, an enlightened person will still see the same world, but it no longer has any hold upon, uh, upon the enlightened person. It, it does not exert the power of pain and misery upon the enlightened person. Neither temptation nor terror from this world of appearance. This is what happens in an enlightened person. There are ex other examples also. Blue sky. So we thought that the sky is blue. But then we go to school and the physics teacher uh, disenchants us by telling us, no, it's just light being scattered uh, in the atmosphere. That's why the sky looks blue. But then the, the, the child goes outside the classroom and looks at the sky. What does it look like? It looks blue. Similarly, but now the child knows it's not blue actually. And at no point has any, anywhere the space become blue. Similarly, Brahman looks as like the world to us and to the enlightened person also. But we do not realize what Brahman is and we interact with it as the world. As objects and people and good and bad and suffering and pain and misery and pleasure. All of that. Swami Vivekananda says things are dead in themselves. Things are dead in themselves means they are names and forms only. There's no reality in them. And then he says, but we breathe life into them. Then we run away from them or run towards them. So this is called um, Adhyaropa Apavada. Um, so like the, it's just like the blue sky. Even after realizing this, it will still look blue for the enlightened person. But the enlightened person knows it's not blue. It is it's just sky is colorless. Similarly, it's not a universe. It is Brahman. Now, he gives a quotation to make his point. 138. Thus it has been said, Vikara. Vikara is um, another name for Parinama. I just said Parinama and Vivatta. Vikara is another name for Parinama. There's a, there's a footnote. As when milk is turned into curd. So Vikara is the actual modification of a thing altering into another substance. While Vivatta is only, only an apparent modification. So satattvato anyatha pratha, vikara ityudhiritha. Vikara or parinama is what? When the cause actually, in reality, is transformed into the effect. 
like milk into yogurt. Atatvato anyatha pratha. Pratha means appearance. Pratha means appearance. Tattvato in reality. Atatvato not in reality. Atatvato anyatha pratha. Appearance as anyatha means as something else. Appearance is something else, but though not in reality, is called vivatta. So we studied the difference between parinama and vivatta. Rope appears as a snake, but not in reality. Not in reality means the rope has not really become a snake. Um, milk appears as yogurt. In reality, it has been transformed into yogurt. All right. So now the definition of apavada, the superimposition has been given. So what's going to happen? We are going to see this universe as it really is. What is it really? Brahman. We're going to put this universe through the process of apavada, the superimposition. What will emerge at the end of it? Brahman. What are we going to put into that machine of the superimposition? Universe. Universe will be processed and brought back to Brahman. We realize that it is Brahman. By the entire process is a process of knowledge. You're not actually going to go out and smash the universe into bits and pieces and make Brahman out of it or something. See, there are schools of Vedanta, the dualistic schools. They say Brahman existed in the beginning and then by transformation, actually Brahman or a part of Brahman or a power of Brahman actually became this universe. That is called Parinama. So many of the dualistic schools, they so if Brahman actually becomes the universe, then the universe is also real. Brahman is real. Brahman is becoming the universe. The universe is also real. And then at the end of the universe, when pralaya is there, dissolution, then the universe will be gone and Brahman alone will exist. That is the dualistic view. The non-dualistic view, Advaitic view is, Brahman alone existed in the beginning. And in the end, Brahman alone will exist. In between, Brahman alone exists. Only thing is, it appears as this universe. Why does it appear as this universe? Why is it experienced as this universe? Because of superimposition. How do we get rid of the superimposition? By knowledge, by de-superimposition. Now this de-superimposition, apavada, which will happen, it will happen in stages. Uh, why in stages? Remember, all the superimposition we went through happened in stages. Do you remember? Pure consciousness, existence, consciousness, bliss. The only reality was to reality. Then what was introduced? Maya. So it became that reality plus Maya. What is that called? Reality plus Maya, that, that ultimate reality plus Maya or limited by Maya? Ishwara, Saguna Brahman. And then what happened? Um, that Maya produced the five subtle elements. You know, the subtle sky and air and fire and water and whatever. And then what happened? Those subtle elements combined to form the subtle bodies. What are subtle bodies? Mind, intellect, memory, all of that. The powers of perception, the powers of doing life itself. The um, Vijnanamaya Kosha, Manomaya Kosha and Pranamaya Kosha. And then what happened? The subtle elements, another stage. Subtle elements combined with each other to produce the gross elements, the five elements which, by which this physical universe is made. We remember the Panchikarana, one part of each combining with the other four parts of fire, water, space, the five-fold mixture. There's a mixture of the quintuplication we talked, we called it. So the, the becoming five-fold. 
the four uh, one element mixing with parts of the other four elements and producing the five gross elements and the five gross elements made what the physical bodies annamaya kosha of all of us and these worlds and these objects so multiple stages of superimposition now those will be reversed so he starts from the most obvious where have we come right now here we are with physical bodies living in this physical universe let's start there let's see what will happen we'll see what will happen now but this is much faster um th- that superimposition building that universe took us months here in a matter of minutes we are going to wake up from the dream the dream may be very complicated but to wake up from it is very easy the movie may be most complicated but to switch up the movie is pretty fast so this is what we will see 139 tathahi etad bhogayatanam chaturvidha sakalasthula sharira jatam bhogya roopa annapanadikam etad ayatana bhuta bhuradi chaturdasha bhuvanani etad ayatana bhutam brahmandam ஆயத்தனூத்தம்பிரம்மாண்டம்ிக்கிருத்தூத்தமாத்திரம்பிச்சிக்கிருத்தமாத்திரம்பிச்சிக்கிருத்தமாத்திரம்பிச்சிக்
this itself actually removes most of our problems. Our entire level of problems is at, at our society. This physical body, its uh, illness. Just look at it from this perspective. My physical body and the coronavirus is basically all of them are just matter. So for me, if I'm identified with this physical body, then the coronavirus is an enemy for me. But if you're identified with matter, no, sky and earth and fire and wind and water, then the coronavirus is also you. This physical body is also you. It shouldn't matter to you. So all of this is just matter. Panchabhuta. The five elements. All of it. That's why it's called prapancha. Prakrishtena pancha. The, the combinations or the elaborations of five. What are the five? The five elements. The, just matter. All of it is just an ocean of matter. First stage. Then, 140. These five gross elements together with the five objects such as sound, etc. and the subtle bodies, all these are reduced to their cause, the uncompounded elements. Next stop in our journey. Journey, journey back from universe to Brahman. The next stop is this: all these five elements which makes this physical universe. All these five gross elements plus the subtle bodies, our minds, intellects. You know, do you remember subtle body has 17 parts? We read about it. Five sense organs, the powers. The five motor organs, the powers associated with them. The five pranas and the uh, intellect and the mind, buddhi and manas, um, or 19 parts if you make mana buddhi chitta hankara. I'm moving fast. If you are confused, just refer back. We have done all of this earlier. All of these, the five gross elements, the entire physical universe is nothing but the five gross elements. The five gross elements themselves plus the subtle universe. Subtle universe means life, and the mind and intellect and memory and all of that is nothing but the five subtle elements. Pancha Sukshma Bhuta. The Pancha Tanmatra. I hope these are not unfamiliar terms. Pancha Tanmatra. Akasha, Vayu, Agni, Apa, Prithivi. Space, uh, wind, fire, water and earth. Uh, these are this is a sort of primitive cosmology. So that is what it is. All of it is just that. And he says, what, are, what is that? Five gross elements, five objects. Each of these gross elements has properties. What are the properties? Rupa, Rasa, Gandha, Sparsha. That means form. Form is the property of fire element. Uh, rasa, taste, is the property of the water element. Uh, Gandha is uh, smell. Is the property of the earth element. Um, shabda, sound, is the property of the um, space element, and so on. So all these properties, plus these subtle bodies, which we, our subtle bodies which we are experiencing right now, they are all made of five subtle elements. Nothing more. It's just combinations of those which appear as these five subtle elements. Next stop. So what are these five subtle elements? So right now, where are we? We are now, we have reduced the entire universe to its subtle components, just the five subtle elements, that's it. 
although actually you have not physically done anything to the universe it's still around you if you look at it but it's just five subtle elements and these things can actually be experienced um swami sarvagatananda ji who was in boston <coughs> he told this uh, to a friend of mine uh, he said that in in sargachi he had gone to his guru swami akhandananda ji so uh, uh, and akhandananda ji he went to akhandananda ji's room and akhandananda ji told him to meditate and um, so sarvagatanji so earlier he had already taken mantra diksha from swami akhandananda ji i had made a mistake many years um, many months ago i told the same story i thought he did not take mantra diksha from akhandananda ji but actually he did take mantra diksha but on this occasion um in sargachi ashram swami sarvagatanji who was a young uh, brahmachari at that time he sat in the room of swami akhandananda ji and akhandananda ji told him to meditate after some time swami akhandananda asked sarvagatanji what do you see he said that um, this i think this entire universe is just ideas he said meditate further after some time he asked what do you what do you see i see that everything is just consciousness now notice physical universe becomes just ideas what has happened from the physical to the subtle from the gross to the subtle and from the subtle to the consciousness level and then number 141 text number 141 etani sattvaadi guna sahitani apanchikritani utpatti vitkramena etat karanabhuta agyanopahita chaitanya matram bhavati the five subtle elements together with sattva rajas tamas are nothing but maya with consciousness now what is what has been said here the five elements five subtle elements this is vitpatti kramena in the reverse order of their creation so here is the reference is to the taittiriya upanishad in the brahmananda valli of the taittiriya upanishad it is said uh, how these subtle elements came tasmadva etasmad atmana akasha sambhuta akashad vayu vayo ragnir agnir apa adhya prithivi so from that atman that ultimate reality emerges akasha in between of course is maya which is not mentioned so emerges akasha from akasha akasha space from akasha vayu which is wind from uh, vayu agni which is fire from uh, agni apa which is water and from apa prithivi which is earth these have emerged these are the five subtle elements now he's saying in reverse order earth is nothing but uh, water water is nothing but fire fire is nothing but wind wind is nothing but space space itself is nothing but he says is maya basically and what is maya we we read remember maya is trigunatmikam sattva rajas tamas so sattva rajas tamas has manifested as all these five elements all these these five elements are reduced to nothing but maya sattva rajas tamas but maya has no existence apart from existence brahman is existence itself so maya plus brahman which is god ishwara saguna brahman we have merged it back into the cause of the universe look at the three stops we have made on the way first stop was this physical take everything in this physical universe and see that they are all just matter five elements the second stop was 
take those five gross elements and also notice that the mind and intellect and all and life prana and all of that is nothing but the five subtle elements then take those five subtle elements and see that there's nothing but maya and maya of course does not exist without brahman so maya and brahman together which is none nothing other than ishwara or god the entire universe is nothing other than god agyana upahita chaitanyam agyana upahita chaitanyam consciousness associated with ignorance this ignorance is maya then i'm moving very fast we're going we are on on a fast track to brahman then what about god so this is what what is it's all come down to that everything is god no now we are going to let go of poor god also god is going to be sacrificed next 142 etad agyanam agyana upahita chaitanyam cha ishwaradikam etad adharabhuta anupahita chaitanya roopam turiyam brahma matram bhavati wonderful this ignorance and the consciousness associated with it such as ishwara etc are resolved into the transcendent brahman unassociated with ignorance which is the substratum of them all so eta this this which maya which consciousness ishwara god is nothing other than the ultimate reality brahman so ishwaradikam this means ishwara ishwara etc ishwara etc means consciousness associated with maya is called ishwara god consciousness associated with maya and the subtle universe is called uh, hiranyagarbha the cosmic mind consciousness associated with maya and the subtle universe and the physical universe is called virat the cosmic person which is what arjuna saw in, in the 11th chapter of the bhagavad gita so this this consciousness you can call it reflected consciousness or or um, consciousness with upadhis with association is consci- not consciousness in itself consciousness limited by maya consciousness limited by maya plus subtle universe consciousness limited by maya plus subtle universe plus gross universe the first one is ishwara second one is hiranyagarbha the third one is uh, virat at the cosmic level and also you can put in at the individual level consciousness associated with the causal body pragya remember mandukya upanishad mandukya karika consciousness associated with subtle body pragya you say what is all this they are talking about our deep sleep experience what you are in your deep sleep that is consciousness associated with individual ignorance causal body consciousness or in the terms of koshas consciousness associated with anandamaya kosha then consciousness associated with causal body and subtle body what you experience in your dreams what is that called taijasa taijasa consciousness associated with the causal body subtle body and this physical body what you are right now what is it called vishwa in the mandukya terms vishwa taijasa pragya at the individual level and virat hiranyagarbha ishwara at the cosmic level what are they they are nothing other than pure consciousness itself chaitanya matram
the snake is nothing other than the rope. There's nothing other going, nothing else going on there except that existence consciousness place. That is what is called. It is saying that. Um, Adharabhuta, the foundation, this the reality of all of them. Anupahita Chaitanyam, consciousness not associated with Maya. That consciousness, what is that? Turiyam, fourth. Why fourth? Ishwara, Hiranyagarbha, Virat, three. Turiya is the fourth. Pragya, Taijasa, Vishwa, three. Turiya is the fourth. Turiya is the ultimate reality. What is that Turiya? Brahma Matram, existence alone, consciousness alone, bliss alone. Unlimited existence, consciousness, bliss. Satyam, Jnanam, Anandam, Brahma, Bhavati. That is the only reality. You say, oh yeah, then it will be the only reality. Not then, right now. Just as right now, the so-called snake is nothing but the rope. Right now, the so-called universe is nothing but Brahman. And that Brahman is you. You are that Brahman. So, oh, the universe is Brahman, fine. It's like a physics lesson, cosmology lesson. No, no, not at all like that. It's you. You are that Brahman. Aham Brahmasmi. In Vivek Chudamani, it is, you know, the instruction is given to the student. So what do I do now with this knowledge? There is a Jati, Niti, Kula, Gotra, um, uh, uh, Duragam, um, Nama Rupa, Nama Rupa, Doshaguna, Varjitam. Hmm. Uh, then Desha Kala, Vishaya, Ativatta Yat, Brahma Tattvamasi, Bhavayatmani. That which is beyond time, beyond space, beyond object. Beyond time, space and object. That means not limited by time, not limited by space, not limited to being particular objects. What is that? Only existence? Awareness only? That Brahma, Brahma Tattvamasi, you are that Brahman. Meditate on this. So this is the end of desuperimposition. Apavadaha. So we have done Adhyaropa Apavada. Superimposition, desuperimposition. There is one existence consciousness place. Because of Maya, it appears as the subtle universe, our thoughts, feelings, emotions, all of that. And appears further as this physical universe. When you dismiss the physical universe and the subtle universe and the causal Maya, what remains was what was there at the beginning, existence, consciousness, place. That thou art, Brahma Tattvamasi, you are that Brahman. Not only the reality of this particular body and mind, you're the reality of the entire universe. That Brahman you are. Um, so this is the end of superimposition, desuperimposition. Now what? Now Vedanta can start. <laughs> All of this was just preliminary to get you ready for the actual Vedanta which is going to start next.
what is what is that tattvam asi that thou art vedanta advaita vedanta can be summarized in one sentence that thou art he will say now now you are ready to understand that thou art with all this background whatever we have done till now you have to keep it in uh, in you know like at at the ready as we now dive into trying to understand that little sentence that thou art you see he will say now text number 143 i'll just read that and stop abhyam adhyaropapavadabhyam tattvam padartha shodhanam api siddham bhavati by this process of superimposition and desuperimposition the precise significance of that and thou is clearly determined that's what's going to happen now um by whatever we have done we'll see next in the next class by whatever we have done till now in vedanta sar it's all this is a traditional way of teaching what is vedanta that thou art i don't understand all right let us start then these are the qualifications of the student uh, this is the purpose of vedanta um, these are the texts and this is the goal the result of vedanta remember fourfold qualifications before that was the fourfold preliminaries um anubandha chatushtam then the sadhana chatushtam was there then the student goes to the teacher the teacher says i'm going to teach you by the method of superimposition and desuperimposition so from superimposition he starts with brahman and works his way up to this entire universe and desuperimposition today what we did starting with this entire universe he goes works his way back to brahman so what so now we will we will go back to tattvamasi that thou art then you will begin to see the the great the grand picture which will emerge the real meaning of tattvamasi first of all we will understand it in our you know like philosophically what is what it what is it saying a clear understanding of that and then we will see how to take that to realization to become enlightened it sounds very complicated but actually it's pretty pretty straightforward it's all about you nothing except you um it's the entire thing is directed towards the real you okay let me just quickly take a look at the activity in the chat and then we'll stop um pravir babu says clay pot example in aparokshanavut excellent that is the classic example of superimposition desuperimposition i'm not going into that but at the end of aparokshanavuti the clay pot example shankaracharya talks about there is exactly superimposition the superimposition patrick is saying what is it about the mind that causes it to get impure by contemplating impermanent and causes it to get pure when contemplating the eternal the purification of the mind is accomplished first by karma yoga purification of the mind concentration <laughs> which is meditation and then by removal of ignorance through knowledge so the threefold purification one is purification of the vasanas the likes and dislikes one is concentration of mind there is removal of the distractions and finally removal of ignorance prabhu what is the di- difference between vive uh, vikara and parinama no difference the same thing here it means the same thing peter says doesn't advaita vedanta claim that brahman creates the universe out of brahman itself like a spider spins a web doesn't this contradict the vivarta claim are these different versions of advaita vedanta no so the upanishad itself uses terms like like a spider spins its web like from the earth herbs and shrubs emerge like from the living body uh, hair emerges this is from the mundaka upanishad 
So that's just a, a poetic device of, of trying to explain what's going on. So if you investigate that further, this is the, the final philosophical position. So, so why does it claim that it's like a spider spinning a web? Because only for pointing out one thing there, the, the point in that example is just as the web is nothing other than the spider, there was no external material out of which the spider created a web. There's nothing other than Brahman from which Brahman creates the universe. Brahman from itself creates the universe. Now, is that creation real like the spider? Is it like really a spinning a web? No. It's more like a dream. So, yeah, so that is the source of Advaita. But to explain it further, it, it doesn't stop with the Mundaka Upanishad. There are commentaries, sub-commentaries down to this, all this you know, detail worked out. This is the final form in which Advaita is. Dimitri, knowledge operates on objects. How, how Brahman can be known? Wait, that's the last question to be asked. How do we know this, all this then? How, how can we realize ourselves as Brahman? How will that thou art, Tattvamasi, actually work? We will see. But you have to wait till the end of, almost the end of this, this course, and uh, this, this text. Punitaji asks, God can be seen, but not Brahman, because one is at our jiva level of reality, other is not. God can be seen because name and form are associated with God. Uh, Brahman is, there's no name and form. Brahman is not an object. If you see anything, then that is an object to the consciousness itself. Brahman is that consciousness. Even better, let me put it this way. Swami Bhuteshanji says in one place, Brahma gyan hai, Brahma darshan hai na. Brahman, there is Brahma jnana. Brahma jnana is possible. What we are looking for is knowledge of Brahman or realization of Brahman. Brahma darshan means seeing of Brahman. Seeing of Brahman is not possible. You can see things. You can see the world or if you are a mystic, if you are if you have a very pure mind and a lot of spiritual practice, then you will see divine forms. If you, it may not be a form. You cannot, maybe I will not see an actual form, but you can feel a divine presence, the presence of God, for example. All of those are mystic experiences. So it's that still seeing. Notice, you are still the experiencer. Who felt the presence of God? Brother, Brother Lawrence felt the presence of God. Who sees the divine form of the mother? Sri Ramakrishna sees. But all of them, it's consciousness which is experiencing that. That consciousness cannot be experienced as an object. So Brahma Jnana, not Brahma Darshan. But here Brahman means ultimate reality. Ultimate reality can be known. How? That, as Dimitri asked, that's also a very specialized form of knowledge. Only known as yourself. Your real self, capital S. And that we will see later. In detailed descriptions. Um, There's a wonderful discussions of the very psychology of enlightenment. What exactly happens in Advaitic enlightenment? Those things will be discussed later on. Rick says, aside from offering the veiling and projecting qualities of Maya, does Vedanta elaborate on the mechanics of apparent manifestation? Yes, all the mechanics we discussed, from the, the projection of the five elements to the combination of the five elements, the creation of the, the Vijnana Maya, the Mano Maya, the um, Pranamaya, 
So life and mind and intellect are created. Then the physical universe is created, creation of physical bodies. And the, so that is the, and remember, all of this Vedanta does not take it seriously. Even the cause of this God, that also Vedanta does not take seriously. Ultimately, it is all resolved back to one absolute reality. So the mechanics of this, Vedanta borrows from existing cosmology at that time. Sankhya, mostly the Sankhya cosmology. If you say, all that is outdated, I am going to depend more on, uh, on modern cosmology. Advaita Vedanta would be the only one of the ancient systems which would be comfortable with it. And she would say, fine, explain it whichever way you like. Explain it, we can give a better explanation by modern cosmology. Um, does Maya itself possess, if Maya is an inherent quality of Brahman, Maya is not an inherent quality of Brahman. Maya is an appearance in Brahman. If Maya were an inherent quality of Brahman, then Brahman would be qualified. Saguna Brahman, which is Ramanuja's uh, perspective. Vishishtadvaita. So all these quotations you have give, given here, so those are um, in Advaita Vedanta, those would be taken at the level of uh, the apparent, the Vavaharika, transactional reality. They, are, they, they apply to Saguna Brahman, Ishwara, not to Nirguna Brahman, the ultimate reality. Alpana Chatterjee says, knowledge will remove the ignorance with, within transactional reality. Maybe that explains why one is not realized even after intellectual understanding. No, these things will be cleared up later on. Knowledge will remove ignorance in transactional reality. Absolutely. Ignorance and knowledge both are within transactional reality. Vavaharika Satyam. In, in the Paramarthika Satyam, absolute level, there is neither ignorance nor knowledge. Only Brahman is there. So real enlightenment, realization, all of that is possible only at the transactional level. The problem is at this level. Solution is also at this level. Girish, is Spinoza's pantheism similar to Vishishtadvaita? In, um, in a very superficial way, I would say from, from, this, from a distance, in a painting in broad strokes, um, and on the whole, let us say, yes, similar to Vishishtadvaita. But I'm sure Vishishtadvaita scholars and Spinoza scholars will immediately object. But definitely, there's uh, a clear difference between Spinoza's pantheism and uh, Advaita. The closest we have in, in modern Western terminology is panentheism, panentheism, where the universe is an appearance in that absolute reality. Michael Bird says, once I realize my true absolute nature, I feel as if I could meditate on the bliss of that knowledge for the rest of my life without the need to pursue any action, transaction, illusional world. So is there any greater expectation of purpose behind the purpose I define for myself or realize jiva in the transaction illusion? For example, does the want to help others in pain come from an absolute perspective? Because all is Brahman, all is not and only Brahman is, or is it coming from a transactional perspective? Because I'm getting lost in the illusion play of suffering due to my ignorance. Whichever way you want to put it. See, what happens is, um, this, these concepts are set up. Jivan Mukti and Videha Mukti. We want to get become enlightened. And uh, Advaita Vedanta says, here, not after death, here in this life, you can become enlightened and still be living in this body. 
you can inhabit this world of appearance and you can be an enlightened and free person and that's called a jivan mukta at the end of the body um, because of prarabdha karma as prarabdha karma is exhausted this body dies and you attain what is called videha mukti um, the freedom after the dissolution of the body but even these are not ultimate concepts these are also steps this is not ultimately true one sadhu in uttarakhand he was asked so isn't it true that jivan mukti is the goal the freedom while living is the goal and not videha mukti videha mukti is of course it will come by itself but right now we must try to attain that where we are free we are brahman this this realization should come and we should live like that and that sadhu said very interestingly in hindi he said um जीवन मुक्ति विदेह मुक्ति दोनों ही अमंगल है त्याग दीजिए बोथ आर नॉट ऑस्पिशियस बोथ आर नॉट यूजफुल नाउ यू शुड लेट गो ऑफ बोथ कॉन्सेप्ट्स। व्हाट डज इट मीन दैट्स द हाईएस्ट गोल इन अद्वैत वेदांत व्हाट डू यू मीन गिव देम अप गिव देम अप मींस फ्रॉम से फॉर एग्जांपल फ्रॉम शंकराचार्यस परस्पेक्टिव व्हाट डज ही सेइंग निर्वाण शतकम न धर्मो न चार्थो न कामो न मोक्ष नॉट इवन मोक्ष what kind of moksha what what kind of mukti or realization does he want does he want realization in this very life does he want realization after death i mean the liberation after death liberation in life nothing he is ever liberated because he says chidananda rupah shivoham i am of the nature of existence consciousness bliss i am of the nature of shiva is shiva jivan mukta or videha mukta neither so those are um, very useful concepts and targets to to pursue at uh, the the way we are moving but remember even now itself you should remember you are brahman and from from brahman from the absolute perspective there is neither jivan mukti nor videha mukti the body is an appearance so freedom in the body freedom after the death of the body obviously these are constructs yeah and then how do you, what so what do you do from the perspective of the body you can live your life a life of blessedness and helpfulness you know people around you you can engage in multifarious social action you can engage in spiritual teaching or you may not you may simply withdraw and there were great masters even now there are i'm quite sure who remain who choose to remain completely incognito and remain absorbed in uh, in the contemplation of brahman that's what vivekananda first did you know when uh, sri ramakrishna asked him what do you want he said i just want to remain absorbed in that ultimate reality once in a while i might come down for a snack but otherwise i'll want to remain and sri ramakrishna scolded him luckily for us so that we get all this benefit but uh, what he said initially that's not wrong uh, if somebody wants to remain absorbed in the bliss of god what could be higher that's all, that's also fine what's the composition of time with respect to the five elements you know i was thinking about that rodrigo is asking from a modern perspective if you are talking about space akasha uh, my very vague knowledge of physics tells me that space and time are the same thing right so if you're talking about akasha you're already including kala though space is uh, time is not uh, distinctly mentioned here in this list so chitra is asking 
Swamiji, you had mentioned that in Vivartha Brahman, the world are the same level of reality. No, they're not. They're not. In Vivartha, they are of different levels of reality. Right? It's the same level of reality as Parinama. Milk converted into yogurt. Seed becomes a sapling. Same level of reality. But um, snake, the rope appearing is the snake. Rope is of uh, Vyabharika reality and the snake is of Pratibhasika. Brahman appearing as the world. Brahman is of Paramarthic reality, the absolute level of reality. The world is transactional reality, Vyabharika. There are different levels of reality and therefore knowledge works. Can you connect the two? Why knowledge will work if there are different levels of reality? You can correct it, go from a lower level of reality to a higher level of reality or deeper level of reality, whichever way you put it. By an act of knowledge, one can move from Pratibhasika to Vyavaharika. You can wake up from a dream. Dream is Pratibhasika. You can wake up to the waking world. You can, you can correct this illusory snake and, and find the rope by knowledge from Pratibhasika to Vyavaharika. And by Vedantic knowledge, one can move from Vyavaharika to, to the Paramartika, to Brahman. They are of different levels of reality. Srinivas says, Uriya Bhava said this about both being inauspicious. Correct. Correct. This is Uriya Bhava actually, who was the guru of, not guru, but he inspired uh, Akhandana Saraswati very much. So I went to Uriya Bhava's ashram in, uh, in, um, um, in, in, Vrindavan. And no, there are very few people left there, just a small group, a few brahmacharis. And so he was a great, great uh, traditional monk in those days. He used to live in Vrindavan, but a very staunch non-dualist. So some, sometimes many of the stories I tell you in Hindi are actually trans, are, are actually from, from this monk, Uriyabhava. Because he was from Orissa, he was called Uriyabhava. Hmm. So, both being inauspicious, Jivan Mukti and Videya Mukti, does not mean they're wrong. Remember, both being inauspicious from the perspective of what? Perspective of the ultimate truth, Brahman, which is Nitya Mukta, ever free. So, free while living, free after death, all these are with respect to the body. And fine, as far as we are concerned, we, we should move forward in that way. And our goal should be to become Jivan Mukta. But, but when we do that, we will realize we are we are Brahman, which is always free. So both Jivan Mukta and Videya Mukta ultimately have no meaning for us. From the perspective of Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahman. All right. Let us conclude here. Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Tatsat Shri Ram Krishna Rupanamastu